It's not about just $50,000. Let's say the property is $25,000. And I'm talking, you know, in, you know, uh, different markets is different strokes for different folks. But let's just say you find a property for $25,000. You have to fix it up and it's another $25,000. You into it for $50,000. But it, it's worth $100,000. So technically speaking, you took that 10,000 and now you have a hundred thousand. Do that make sense? Because the equity that you created from fixing it up, although you all in for 50, it's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got so it. that $10,000 can go very far if you invest it. So you take that money, the equity from it, and then you go buy more real estate, but you started with $10,000. All right, cool. So we know who's in the room. Uh, we've got our resident real estate expert. You're our resident real estate expert. I like that group. name, resident real estate. R-R-E. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah. you're the person that we go to on the Social Proof Podcast for all things real estate because you have helped me build out my portfolio. I'm extremely grateful for that title. Can I give you my goal for 2023? Yes, but I'm probably not going to approve it, but let's go. Why wouldn't you? Well, let me hear it. Okay. My goal is to get to $20,000 a month passive. Okay. It's cute. I mean, it's a start. What do I have to do to get that? Because I, listen, I don't, if I don't got, now I would probably always do podcasting because I love it. Yeah. But if I didn't have to like come up with no marketing plans and launch strategies and stuff like that, that would be, imagine $20,000 every single month. Yes. passively mm -hmm. you ain't got to build no brand mm -hmm. you ain't got to create no products <clears throat> you ain't got to sell nothing to nobody right what does that take so give you an idea i don't even of, know if i'm there yet yeah so yet. no okay. you're not there yet but what i will say is this um the goal is going to be much bigger so currently if we get this portfolio that we're working on um a very large portfolio in um new orleans um 491 doors um on a monthly it's going to bring in a half a million dollars a month once stabilized what yeah so um net on that um that's gross but net we're looking at about three million net a year yes yes hold on okay okay so if you get this if you get if we get this opportunity which tell me about the opportunity are you can you talk about the opportunity i can talk about it um you know, we won't air it until it comes out to you. <laughs> we'll mess so, uh, yeah. So uh, what I will say is that, you know, even if we do air it, I'll talk around it. Right. Um, it's an opportunity of um, a very large portfolio. Um, I don't know if you remember, I went to New Orleans and um, I was at a property and the guy was like, I made him an offer to buy like these doors from him. And he was like, yo, my my wine costs more than your offer. Dang. Yeah. He was like real cocky. It's like, dang. You got people living in the slums, sewage backing up into their houses. They living with mold. It's raining in their house. You talking about your wine is more than my offer. It's like, all right. So I used my social media platform. I had everybody tag the mayor in the city of New Orleans. Say, hey, y'all need y'all need to do something. Win America. And um, eventually um, that entire portfolio got shut down. Really? Yeah. How do you shut down somebody's portfolio? When you have people living in condemned situations. But he bought it. He still owns the properties. 
Well, it's in bankruptcy now. So the city have power. Is it in bankruptcy? Yes. The city have a lot of power. And so, um, you know, you have these people living, you know, um, especially when you're getting vouchers, like subs- um, subsidized um, money, you have to make sure that these people quality of life meets the federal standards. And if it don't, you're going to have some issues. Hold on. I can buy, let's say an apartment complex. Mm -hmm. Let's say there's 20 units in it. I can buy that. Mm -hmm. But if the apartment complex isn't like super inhabitable or, you know, it's not a safe environment. Mm -hmm. I understand them saying, okay, you can't legally lease this out to anyone or rent it out to anybody. Mm -hmm. But are you saying the city can take the property from the owner? Yes, absolutely. They can condemn your building. They can condemn this building. But you still own the building or own the Well, the problem is when people allow properties to go, you know, um, in that poor of a condition, they're usually having some type of financial problems and or they're not allocating the finances correctly to that investment. So, Whenever the city come down on you, it's really bad, right? Like it's, you know, the city is like, you got X amount of time to do this or we're going to place a um, lien against your property. And once they place that lien, every day is securing interest, every day. And if they have to lift one hammer, let's just say a normal contractor costs $5,000 to go board a window. The city going to get somebody that's going to charge $15,000 to go board that window up. And then boom, they're going to tack that to the property. And every time they got to come cut your grass, boom, you can get somebody to cut your grass for $50. The city going to find somebody for $400. Oh, wow. Boom. They're going to tack that to the property. And so what happens is this cost start adding up so much. They like, yo, how can we fix it up and pay you and catch up on interest that you charging me daily? It becomes too mm. much. So they like, yo, they let their properties go in this guy case. So it's just, I'm sorry, before you go to that. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they're like, just saying, okay, we take the property. It's just, mm-hmm it just mounts up so much of what you owe now that it doesn't make sense and you just let it go. Yes, that is one way. But the second way is if you receive federal dollars from the government, they can enforce, they can force you to sell your property Mm. or they can remove, um, they can remove all of the tenants out of the property that they pay for. Every person they give you a check for, they can take every last one of them out and put them somewhere else. Mm. So it's like different levels. But in this particular case, with this portfolio that we're working on, this guy received all type of um, insurance money and money from HUD to fix up these units um, because he claimed storm damage from the hurricanes. Well, he never used any of that money in those properties from what we've seen. Maybe he put it somewhere we can't see. I don't Mm. know. But we can't see it visually, you know, visually. And so um, the city once. So once we tagged the mayor and everything like that, the story went viral. So then the city went out there. They say, oh, my goodness, these people cannot live like this. Like we're going to start dealing with all type of stuff, because, you know, when you have a very large commercial property, you got um, the sanitation laws. You got all type of laws that you have to abide by at this point. You know, um, sewage is a big one. And to have sewage, which is feces, backing up into people's houses is very toxic. Mm. So the city was like, um, they they um, took all of the people that was living there and they moved them to apartments. So now, mind you, I said, anytime they put a dollar out, it ain't your normal dollar no more. Yeah, for sure. 
So they um, condemned that apartment, meaning everybody had to get the, get out. You know, whenever they condemn it, you can't get power. The city controls who have power. Mm. You can't get water. They control that. So if you're on the condemned list, you can't get none of the living essentials you need to get that building back together until you get off that condemned list. Wow. Okay. So you're saying in this particular situation with the 491 units, mm -hmm. what's going on? So right now, um, I mean, any investor who knows about this is jumping at the bit because of the opportunity, right? Um, this is going to be a very large investment on the investor side. And I say large, it's not that large, right? It's, um, it's going to cost about $40 million. <laughs> not that large. <laughs> If so it's 40 yeah. million, how do you acquire it? How much you need? So you need like um 20% of that. So let's just say eight seven. Million. Yeah, seven, eight million, right? Depending on the bank and what type of relationship you have, right? Gotcha. So um, but anyway, so let's just say we put together a me and of course some partners or whatever, right? We get together, we put up, you know, the um seven, eight million dollars. Well, we already know that this property is gonna be net in two to three million dollars. So if you just do a quick rule of thumb, we'll have our initial investment back in four years. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's yeah. really yeah. fast. But still on top of that, every month, the goal is to get the government contracts back in place, kind of like what we have on our other investment. Mm -hmm. Imagine, you know, um, 490 something vouchers. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. 
in the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. You know, it's like heaven. Goodness gracious. Okay, so does 491 people get vouchers from the government Mm -hmm. to help Mm -hmm. with their rent? Mm -hmm. And that joint comes like clockwork. Every single month. Yeah, it's there on the first. I mean. So how will you be able to get this versus, like, what's the competition? Right, so... Well, one, you have to have um, you have to have like this particular um, training from HUD, which we have. You got to have their license, which we already have. Um, You got to have a certain amount of experience, which we have. You got to have a certain amount of reserves in the bank, which we have. Um, And so we're in a really great position right now to acquire it. Um, It's just a matter of who they're going to award these buildings to. You have relationships there, though. I have some, you know, great relationships, but so does other investors. Yeah, true indeed. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who get it. But at the end of the day, you know, um, if we looking at $500,000 to $600,000 a month um, in gross and then we're netting a few million a year, um, your goal of $20,000 is going to be a nothing burger. How much you got to put out? How much do I need? I don't know yet. I haven't broken up with investors yet. But this is a big boy table. It is. Yeah. You said you ain't doing nothing small this year. I just want to remind you of what you told me. <laughs> he did say that, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. I think um, <laughs> government saw it too. And it was like, yo, nothing small, huh? No, nothing Baby's small. Taxes. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, my gosh. All I right. think if eight of us come together and we put up a million, I put up a million, you put up a million, um, and a few other my great friends put up a million um it's easy so they put up a million dollars and it's gonna spit off about a half a million dollars a month Mm -hmm. let's say for instance Mm -hmm. eight people put up a million dollars to acquire this 40 million dollar property it takes a little while to obviously stabilize it but what would that yield me monthly So let's just say, all right, so we're looking at net of probably, let's just say $200,000 net. Divide a month. Divide that by eight. By eight. So it's what? Okay, anybody got the? So 200 divided by eight is what? 25? Oh, that'd be my $25,000 a month. That's why I said it's a nothing burger for you. Nothing burger. Yeah. 
This is something. I mean, I don't know. Okay. That's lit. It's very lit. Every single month. Okay. All right. So let me take it down from. But that's a low end too. Like. What do you mean? Oh, oh, just, it could be better. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. We just like the little numbers first. I like that. Yeah. So let me ask this question. Um, Let's say, for instance, let's say you were starting today. Mm Mm-hmm. And you wanted to get into real estate investing. What would you do? Because it's something like some people are like, oh, well, $400, $500 a month isn't a lot. But to not do nothing and while it's acquiring like, uh, like this building equity, that's amazing. I just right? can't get that mindset because I get excited when I make any money that I don't have to actively work for. I'm excited, whether it's $100 or $500 or $100,000. Like, I get excited about passive income. So I'm at my three properties. Okay, Mm -hmm. I want to say that deal that you put together. I don't even know how you did that, but I got three units, total Mm $75,000, right? About $75,000. You don't remember, but it was about $75,000. And each unit pays, I think, between $550 and $650. So... Yeah, so I think I'm netting maybe like $1,200 a month, which is really, really cool. you never been there. you never seen it. you never got no phone calls. You don't even know what they look like. You done know. been there already. You done passed it. I ain't telling you that. Did I really? Yes, Yo, I should have saw it while <laughs> yeah. I was out there. You should have. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. The no, you're thinking hits. about the big boy. You went to your Yeah, we went to the 60 <laughs> Dang, I should have saw at least my, okay. All right, so I'm starting today. Mm-hmm. I've got a job. Mm -hmm. What do I do? To get started with real estate investing? Start. Well, you did ask me, you said for those who think 300 to whatever is not a lot of money, right? So I think the first thing to understand is that that is good money. It may not be like, you know, $10,000 passively, but in order to get to the 10,000, you have to start at that 300, you know, so Mm -hmm. for me, I can say what I did, right? Um, I didn't have a whole lot of money at first. So I used my tax return, everybody about to get that in a few weeks, Mm -hmm. right? Take that and invest it. What does that mean? Whatever you get back, let's say you get $10,000 back. That's a $50,000 real estate deal you can get involved in. Hold on. If I get $10,000, I can get in a $50,000 real estate deal, right? 20%, 20% down. Yes. And so um, some people may be like, yo, that ain't nothing. Well, I mean, again, it's a start. So if you get a $50,000 property, it's not about just $50,000. Let's say the property is $25,000. And I'm talking, you know, in, you know, uh, different markets is different strokes for different folks. But let's just say you find a property for $25,000. You have to fix it up and it's another $25,000. You into it for $50,000. But it, it's worth $100,000. So technically speaking, you took that 10,000 and now you have a hundred thousand. Does that make sense? Because the equity that you created from fixing it up, although you all in for 50, it's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Got it. Got it. Got it. So that $10,000 can go very far if you invest it. So you take that money, the equity from it, and then you go buy more real estate, but you started with $10,000. Let's say your tax return was like mine, $5,000. I worked with a wholesaler who sent me over properties and he wanted like 10,000 for it. I got him at five. That's all I had. I gave him everything I had Mm. and I bought it. It was a three bedroom, one bath, huckleberry. 
You go on my page, you'll still see it. It still run me $550 a month. It can pay for itself over and over and over mm. again, you know. Um, and I used a $3,000 real estate commission check, like literally. Like, and people be like, yo, I got bills to pay. I had a lot of bills calling me at that time. I mean, I had like 10 payday loans. You know, me and my husband would go from one payday loan company to another, wow. to another, to another. And then by the time we finished, we had no more money left. We didn't pay it all in fees. So um, my lights got shut off at that time. You know, it was a lot of stuff that was going on in my life, but I knew that I needed to do something different because mm. every year I get my income tax, I go pay off all my bills, and then I'm still in the same position. Yeah. I'm like, well, if I'm going to be in the same position, what yeah. if I don't pay nobody? <laughs> For sure. They still going to call me. Right. It ain't like they about to do something different. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They still going to blow me up. So let me just go try to bet on myself. And that's what we did. And by the um, grace of God for us, you know, um, we we were all in for 8000 The bank appraised it at 60000 They gave me $48,000. Well, $48,000 can buy a quarter million dollars worth of real estate. And mm -hmm. so I just kept on applying the same approach. I buy low, I buy with equity, I use that down payment, I go get another property, and I kept on building. Got you. Okay. So, uh, so let's say there's a house for two hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. The rule of thumb is I'm going to need forty thousand. Mm -hmm. But what if I find a deal, two hundred thousand dollar deal, house two hundred thousand dollars, but it's worth two fifty. I still need the forty thousand, but where would you go get it? Well, I wouldn't buy it if it's only worth two fifty because that don't fall within the seventy percent rule if it needs renovations or anything like that. I forgot. <laughs> but explain it. Explain it. Explain it. So if I'm gonna buy a property, um, and let's just say all it's worth is two hundred thousand dollars, I don't have no equity. Right. If it's worth $250,000, I only have $50,000 worth of equity. But if I look at the 70% rule, let's say it's a $200,000 house. Do it need repairs? Yeah. Uh, how much you think? Not a lot. What, $10,000? Yeah, $20,000. Okay, so let's just say all in I'm being for $220,000. What is 70% of $220,000? Y'all got y'all calculators out? 22, should be 66000 or 134000 Hmm. Hundred thirty four thousand. Hundred thirty four thousand times seventy percent. I'm almost positive. One thirty four and one fifty four. You was close, man. That was, that was so really close. impressive, though. Uh, I need a calculator. All right, so one hundred and fifty four thousand, right? So if if it's a hundred and fifty four thousand, that's the seventy percent rule. The seventy percent rule says that I have to buy it and I have to fix it up and I have to be all in at a hundred and fifty four thousand dollars. So if you're telling me that it's worth, you know, um, let's just say with two twenty with repairs and everything, I'm already taking a risk that if one thing go wrong. I'm not going to cash flow the prop. The, I'm not going to have the equity and or the type of cash flow I'm looking for with this investment. Mm -hmm. So I would have to get this property at $154,000 to make it make sense. Got it. Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless 
entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there. You don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision, it's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat, okay? Listen, you need this Ufi lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Ufi, E-U-F-Y.com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's it's, it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy, video lock. That's E U. FY video lock or visit ufiofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door, incredible. Okay? So search Ufy, E U F Y video lock or visit ufiofficial.com forward slash video lock. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Got With it. repairs. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense? I got you. So let's say it's worth $220. You got to, you you can get it. They're selling it for $154 or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. you still need just um, round numbers. What is that? 45000 no, no, it still wouldn't be worth the deal because no, thirty thousand. But no, it still wouldn't be worth the deal. Go back because you said um, I get it at one fifty four, but it's worth two twenty. Mm-hmm. But you told me I need twenty thousand dollars in repairs, so that one fifty four plus that twenty is going to put me over budget. That's going to put me at one seventy four, which is over the seventy percent rule. Okay, so you'd have to get that for one thirty four mm-hmm. to put another twenty in, so that you're all in for seventy percent. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Okay, scenario. Mm-hmm. It's worth two twenty. You need twenty thousand dollars worth of repairs. Um, it costs one thirty four, which means we need another twenty seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Where do I get that from? Where would you get that from? Right now. Right now, twenty seven. Out my bank account. Not right now. Oh, well, what do you mean? If you were not, <laughs> if you were working at the Cheesecake Factory, I remember I had a thousand dollars in my account saved. Yes. Where would you go get this money? 
Okay, so um, I think that's a really great question. Um, I would say if you know three people that can the, split the 27000 just go in like that. Um, the way you get it with no money is finding an investor like myself who you found this opportunity. The numbers just make sense. 27000 is a nothing burger for an investor to go in and make a 30% return. Like, we're going to do that all day, every day. Mm. That makes sense? So you bring me something like that, I'm going to eat. I'm going to say, oh, that's a really great opportunity. I'll I'll partner with you on it, okay? And then your partnership is going to be, all right, you found the deal. You're going to PM the deal. You're going to project manage this deal. Like, mm. I don't want to have to be there for 27000 I don't want to work too hard on this deal. So you're going to make sure all the subs showing up. You're going to make sure everything is in place, and you're going to get us to the finish line. And then at the closing table, we're going to split everything 50-50. That's one way to so do it. So I want to come up with no bread. You wouldn't come I'm gonna up with no bread. I'm going to do that now, huh? Yes. I'm going to do that now? If I find a good deal and I want to put up no money? Yes. And I just, hmm. Yes, Absolutely. I could do that. Yes, you can do I that. I could do that. Okay. And people okay. can also bring us deals. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Hey, do me a favor. Send a DM. If you're watching this episode and you got a deal, send us a DM. Okay. Uh, you can put us in a group DM or you can just hit Terrica or you can just hit me. But send us if if you're if you have a situation, whether it's either your house or somebody, your family needs a, you know, I don't know. You come across a deal, hit us up, right? Yes. Y'all, y'all know anybody? Yes. Anybody that's in a situation, you need to just let me know. Okay, on the low, maybe next time, you know? All right, anyway. <laughs> look, I am really good at making money, but you know what I'm not good at? Making money that I don't have to make the money. I don't have to work for it, right? So I started making money, but my homegirl, Terrica, she helped me realize that if I want to go make some more money, I got to go make some more money. But she started talking about real estate. My gosh. She did this She did this property challenge, thepropertychallenge.com, where she was teaching me how I can do something one time and get paid for it over and over again. Since I met Terrica, okay, I am at a six-figure yearly income passive. It's different. Yes, I make more money like actively, right? But I would rather take half of the income that I make active in a passive format because I ain't got to work for it. You buy a house one time and it keeps paying you over and over again. You ain't got to create no content. You ain't got to make no sales letters. You ain't got to shoot no emails. That's the money I want. So she's teaching all entrepreneurs how to take that money from your business, your brand, no sales that you're making and put it into a vehicle that will pay you for the rest of your life. All right. So go listen, go to thepropertychallenge.com. I will be in there. I go to every single one of them. Go to thepropertychallenge.com and register ASAP. It's time to build wealth. Let's get it. Um, I want to get into a quick Q&A okay. uh, for some people who aren't necessarily in real estate like that, uh, but desire to be, right? Try to get some uh, some real estate income. So who's first? You got, okay, let's do it. Would we find the deals? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, there's many places you can find a deal, but I know wholesalers have um you know, platforms like PropStream, write that down. Mm -hmm. um, prop, prop, prop. Yeah, like PropStream. Um, you can look in, you know, newspapers. My daughter find deals on Facebook. Um, I mean, I remember when Lego was around, she found houses on Lego. Like there's real estate all around that people are trying to sell. You just got to figure out what's a good deal and, you know, run numbers and things like that. And I will also say get into some type of mentorship where you can understand how to run these numbers, how to look for the deals, you know, how to analyze the deals because it's 
you can find a deal and don't even know you have a deal and then just let it fall through your hands because you don't know um, the correct formulas and things like that. Um, word of mouth, people that's going through divorces always want to sell their primary residence. Um, it's just so many ways you can find deals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, we got the property challenge coming up. Yes. The property challenge.com. Yes. Tell me about it. Um, so the property challenge is so much fun because we're going to challenge you to get a property, right? So that's going to be five days of learning how to analyze deals, you know, um, how we find deals, how we do JVs, how we do, um, our LC creation, like it's so much fun. And then, um, you know, throughout that challenge, you're going to, you're going to be expected to do a certain amount of homework. You're going to have to show up every single day. You know, we're going to be on a date, you know, for the next five days, you know what I'm saying? You can't. You got to let everybody know you can't, you got to cancel all your appointments or whatever. But, you know, it's five days of, you know, learning, you know, real estate. And it's not like no baby learning formulas. Like, I'm going to give you meat and potatoes. And then at the end, you're going to be like, yo, I want to, I want to rock with you on a deeper level. I want to sit with you at this table that David sit at and, you know, Nehemiah and all these other people. Or you can just be like, yo, I didn't eat so good. I'm good. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's good. Good. I love it. I love it. All right. Questions. Real estate related. Um, Kiana, Mike, who's next? Got it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I think real estate is one of the most, uh, most fascinating and solid forms of true wealth creation. And I'm yes. starting to learn this. But go for it. What you got? Um, years ago, when I did look at investing, mm-hmm. I hated looking for property. Mm-hmm. I that going out, going to smelly houses. Mm-hmm. Run down. I just hated that part of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know what you would suggest because that mm-hmm. that kind of stopped me there. Right. So the um the funk of the house, just the looking in general, just driving around. Is it you looking? Yeah. Right. So you can hire somebody. Right. There's people in the profession like realtors. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's wholesalers. You know, um, investors who's trying to get off some investments. Like they can. You know, you can get on their list and ask them to go take a look. Now, I can't say they're not going to stink. Like they probably going to be funky. Well, <laughs> it, it wasn't that. It was just driving around Saturday morning aimlessly. Yeah. So you was on ho- trying to do wholesaling, right? If you're yeah. driving around looking for properties. Yes. Yeah. So don't be the wholesaler. Be the investor. Right. Let them send you deals and you go check them out, analyze them, see if the numbers make sense and then go from there. You know, um, I personally like um, write this down. There's what they call bird dogs. Um, And that's their only job is to look for property. Um, When I was in Florida, I think they were they made them illegal. What wholesaling? No, bird dogs. Oh, yeah, I don't know why. Um, it was something, I forgot some law came out and they, you know, because I remember that, mm-hmm. that you could get a bird dog, but then they start to make it illegal in that. I don't know. I know a lot of investors and wholesalers okay. in Florida. So, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I, don't know I can't say they did or didn't. I just know a lot of people do it. So okay. Good. Um, I don't think that's illegal though. Like, I mean, you're selling a property. They can't tell you you can't double sell a property. I think it was something with the realtors. Oh, well, yeah, if you have a license, yeah, like you have a license or something, they're a lot more stricter. Um, But at the end of the day, like if you have an LLC and you want to sell real estate, they can't tell you where you can put your money. I mean, I had a conversation with my commission. Like, look, y'all, y'all cool and all, but y'all can have this piece of paper back if you think you're about to control me. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Ain't that deep. Good, good. Anybody else? Question? She had a long question over there. Okay, go for it. Uh, Come on over. Yep. So my question is, 
situation is I'm married. My husband's ex-wife, he's on the deed of the old house. So he's the primary. She's in the rears a couple months. She's catching up. There's $100,000 equity in that home. Once she gets caught up, um, by April, she has to do that. Otherwise, she has to have options whether um, she can sell it or um, she will have to move out. Can we acquire the home at that moment? I mean, we're trying to figure out what's the next step. So the truth is she's an owner, too. She's primary, too. Right? Right. All right, so they both primary. Well, no, he's primary. She's secondary. He signed first on the on the line. Right, but it's still okay. owner. It's, right. Yeah, it's okay. still, yeah, they own it. He can't do nothing without her. She can't do nothing without him is how it goes, right? And so um, right now, it's not just her in the rears. He's in the rears, too, yes. just so you know. And um, I would think that, you know, why wouldn't they just sell the property? I always ask people that when you, you know, whenever you're separated, you're going through a divorce. Why not just sell the asset and get the money from it versus, you know, falling behind? Like you said, they're in arrears. It's messing up your credit. The worst hit you can get on your credit is a bankruptcy and also um, a foreclosure. Those are the two worst and are a pre foreclosure proceeding on your credit. Like banks turn their nose up at you instantly. You know, um, so I would think that they should be adults and sit down and have a conversation and try to get this property sold to get some equity out of it. Um, and if if they can't agree, then the bank is going to take it and they're going to get the equity and they get nothing except bad credit for the next seven to 10 years. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on social proof podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? 
I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off. But if you use the promo code big deal, it'll take 20% off immediately. But I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you know right now yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. And don't forget to use promo code Big deal. Thank you. So our husband doesn't have to buy it because he's the owner still. No, he don't have to buy it. So he's got to, yeah. He's but, gotta... but if he do anything in that property, the ex-wife get 50% of it. Got it. Got so it. So he's it. probably like, yo, I ain't putting no money in that property. She living there. She getting all that. And she probably like, you know, I don't know, maybe something happened with her work. I don't know why she behind or yes, whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's behind. He, he, it would benefit him to catch those payments up because he's going to be damaged just as much as her. But because they're probably not together, he like, I'm not paying that. I'm not living there. Yeah, he's mine. Yeah. She We're like, there. he mine. Yeah, my man. <laughs> I, I presented that to him to say, mm-hmm. if, what if we got her caught up? Mm-hmm. Oh, what if we got her caught up? Mm-hmm. And then we sat down trying to have a rational conversation yeah. to say, hey, this is where we need to go with this mm-hmm. because y'all both are going to lose out. Like, I want to win in yeah. this situation. And that's yeah. going to hurt you. Is she rational? Yes. No? No. Oh. That's where I'm at. Where's the property at? That. Macon, Georgia. Macon. Show shot. How far is that? I don't know what it's um, It's about oh. a couple hours from here. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I'm well, I mean, you know. How do yeah. you know you got $100,000 worth of he, equity? He looked on his credit. He called the mortgage company. Told him we had a hundred thousand dollar credit um equity in there. How they know that? Yeah, how they, they did an appraisal. You know what? That's what I don't know. Mm. I, I, yeah, he was on the phone. I don't know. Do you know how much they paid or how much they owe? How much she's behind? Yeah, a thousand. No, how much they paid for the house? Period. I don't know. I didn't ask him. Okay. But that's where I am. Well, find that out because if I can buy it for seventy percent. <laughs> I'm saying they're going through, you know. And so. I guess these are the type of situations that an investor is looking for mm-hmm. because for the investor, it's like, oh, it's a good deal, distress mm-hmm. situation. For the person, right? So the, the options are limited for them as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to find somebody to buy this. Yeah. And maybe somebody that um, that has the cash yes. to do it because, I mean, banks in this climate, they aren't. It's not as easy to not not as easy. It's just more expensive for the money. It's, so it's much you got more less expensive. buyers. Yes, um, but in that situation, one may not want to sell, and if one don't want to sell, they can't sell. They're gonna have to go to the judge, and the judge is gonna have to force a sell, and they ain't gonna have the equity that they think they have because they about to pay all that money out, um, you know, to the court system. 
That's crazy. Okay. Anybody else? Any questions for real estate? Uh, you got something? All right, go for it. We give the microphone. What investment strategy have you used the most that you're most successful with? What investment strategy have I used the most as my most successful way? Um, in regards to the industries, I would say flipping apartments. You know, um, I would like like the one that we're working on, um, although we're going to, you know, put up, you know, quite a few million dollars, you know, um, by the time we sell this property, the market value where it's going to be will will make millions you know, on the actual sale of the property when we do go to sell it. And so um, I like those larger flips more um, than, you know, the $30,000, $40,000 flips. So I would say, you know, apartment flipping is really good. Good, good. Okay, anybody else? Okay, what you got? Um, what would you say is the best lender for entrepreneurs? Because I know, like, we've gone through that process. That's the reason why we went through Divi is because they're like, all right, we need this amount of taxes, um, or tax paperwork. Um, and they didn't want to get asked for tax paperwork. So that's when you go to a regular bank. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but like most lenders that are invest, um, that are lending to investors, mm -hmm. they're usually going to, you know, look at your bank statements and see what type of money you have in your bank statements. Um, there's all type of lenders out there. Um, I don't want to recommend one publicly and then y'all come have my head, but I would mm. say do your research, okay. you know, um, but tax returns is kind of like dinosaurs for now. When we do large investments, like what me and David and some other people are about to do, well, yeah, we about to get millions and millions of dollars. But when you about to do like a, you know, $150,000 deal, um, you can go to a private, you know, lender and get that money a lot easier without having to give blood. Okay, so what is that threshold? So you said 150. Would you say like 300,000 plus you're like looking well, at? No, there's no threshold. Um it's really <clears throat> um according to you know, the property itself, right? You said, what's a good loan for um, entrepreneurs, right? If you're talking real estate, I just said a private money, hard money, you know, um, not your traditional bank because, you know, those lenders are going to want you to just have the down payment. They're going to want you to have an LC, you know, um, and they're going to uh, want your credit score to be a, a certain number, right? 620 or higher usually. When you talking, you know, um, like a, like your primary residence, they're going to, even if we're looking, I'm sorry, if we're looking to essentially have it rented out, like this is like our first investment property. We know this is not the forever home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. So, um, again, it's an investment. What you went through is your primary home. That's a different process. When you go through an investment, again, they're going to ask for, they want to see the down payment in your bank account. They're going to want to see your bank statements. They're going to want to see your um, your um, company articles, stuff like that. They're not going to be like, send me your tax return. Yeah, that's a different, like, that's different. Now, if you, again, if you go to Chase Bank or Bank of America, they ask them for all of that. You know, you go to someone like Lima One, they're not asking for all that. Okay. So it just depends. Thank you. Yeah. Another one? Let's go. You mentioned that the city has power. Um, to what degree or how can uh, investors partner with the city in order to move forward on uh, real estate investment? Um, 
So I would say that, you know, it's very important to be involved in um, your municipalities, no matter where you're stationed at. Um, I have a great relationship with ours. Um, and what we call it is adjudicated properties when they go through that process. The adjudication process is um, a very tedious process because you're not going to have clear title and it can take you a year to two years to even close on a property. So a lot of investors are not that patient. Like for us, we were that patient because Madeline Cove was the adjudicated property that we work with the city with. So we wanted that property. So we went through the process to get that property, which took us a year and a half to get it. Yeah, good stuff. Anybody else? Reese, give me a question. Mm-hmm. Well, she she got the mic right right oh. there. So right after that. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, you, oh that's the mic. Okay, go ahead. What you got? What you got? Closer. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, Reese, Reese doing more. He's doing some more real estate he things. Is? Yay. He's doing real estate things, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. What's your question, Reese? I yeah, I put him on the spot. <laughs> figure out the right. There you go. Is it working? Okay. Hand him that. Hand him that mic if you don't mind. Oh, it works. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so I have a property in Vegas. Uh, I bought it like just before the Raiders came out, mm-hmm. um, and it went up. I think I paid one ninety five, and I think it's like almost two eighty something like that. Mm. Okay, Reese. Um, Out here. Okay, he in the streets. <laughs> but it's been rough. It's my first property I own, um, and I put a tenant in it, mm-hmm. and things just didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Too nice. Mm-hmm. So I went and got a management company, um, but I almost sold it because of that mm-hmm. how do you know when to sell it and if you should keep it is it making you good money right now now it is before it wasn't okay but now it is Correct. you like, make I, like i said i was gonna sell it because i was just at mm-hmm. out here my property in vegas and my tenant was my tenant was giving me problems right but once i got my management company right But you're making money off it? Yes. All right. So, but you're making money. Correct. All right. So, do you have to do anything for that money since you got a property management now? No. Okay, great. So, you want to sell it? No. I'm saying if I want to got the property management, how would I know if if I sell it or not? Right. So, that's a great question. Um, A lot of people get real estate and then they just become an employee to the actual real estate. Um, and that's why they have project managers. That's why they have property managers. You know, um, I think if David was super stressed about his investment in Louisiana, he'll be like, forget this $1,200. I'm, I'm out of here. Like you get what I'm saying? And so um, I think it's important when you start investing in real estate, build your team completely. Like don't just build it where it got to work around you. Don't build it where you get all the phone calls and all of the headaches. Like unless you want to be, the actual property manager, 
hire a property manager. You know, when you left, the first thing you should have did was transition that property over to a property manager. Now let's talk about the sweetness of that deal, right? All that equity you have sitting over there that you can be using to buy more properties here in Atlanta and replacing your income. So the money, David, you make here with David, you can start investing that money into more real estate. You just got money sitting in your bricks. You're not even doing anything with it, but that's your money. Like you just said $200,000. I think that's like what a half, what a million dollars. Is that a million dollars? 80%? A hundred thousand, 500,000. Yeah. $500,000 in um, real estate money. Like that's a lot of money you can go do some stuff with. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, so pull the money out. Yes, pull the money the out. Thousand, put that hundred thousand to work. That's right. You don't even got to pull it all out. Just do something. You know, buy some income. Yeah. You're already making income on the property itself. So go make some more income where you don't have like like the kind of income you have in Vegas. Good, good. I love it. Uh, you got your question. You figured it out. All right, let's do it. Like investment education. Do you recommend with prior experience? The property challenge.com. Yes, that's it. I was about to say that, right? <laughs> so um, you said you flip some mobile homes and you flip some houses, right? So how much, like how much income are you making passively right now? None. Cause at that time I wasn't thinking that way when I was flipping those properties and right. I used that money to live off of. Got you. Okay. So I would say absolutely join the challenge and then, you know, um, I would say, obviously, you want to um, get into the mentorship program so we can help you build out a portfolio where you can become passive. The good news is you already got experience with, you know, the actual headache part of the business. So you'll be good. <laughs> yeah, you'll be real good. Yeah. What you got? Reese talked a little bit about the stressors of being a real estate investor. Mm -hmm. Can you speak on how you've personally been able to navigate your mental, emotional wellness as being a real estate mm -hmm. investor? Yeah, life is hard, no matter what you do, right? I'm sure David has stress with podcasting. I'm sure you probably have stress at your job. I'm sure everybody got stress in whatever industry they're in. You just got to choose your stress. Like for me, you know, um, I understand that I can't stay in the problem too long because I'll never get to a solution. So I'm going to think of a solution almost immediately. Like um, before I got here, I got a phone call from um, our property management saying, hey, one of the units um, had fire coming out of the dryer. Right. So, again, if I was to soak in that problem, then I wouldn't be able to get to the solution to say, OK, find out what type of detergent they use. And there's some type of chemical reaction that then happened with whatever they didn't dry it. You know, um, the fire department came out and said the exact same thing that I said. Right. There's some type of chemical in something that they put on their clothes that has caused this. You have to be a problem solver in this business and in any business yeah. that you start, because if you're not going to be a problem solver and you're just going to focus on the problem, you're not going to be very successful. So I, I handle stress. Um, I, well, I say this. I don't allow things to stress me because I'll stay there. So when I get something that's like big, like what we just dealt with this morning, 
I'll handle it, deal with it, and then I don't think about it no more. That's good. Anybody else? Questions? Cash right now. Mm-hmm. And what would you do right now for investment wise? I just estate? did it. Thepropertychallenge.com. I just broke down a $10,000 boy, too. Yeah, for sure. Like, just you meant to go invest that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Get started. And like I said, get mentorship. Like, you know what I'm saying? Join the challenge. You know, see how we break these deals down and analyze it, you know, Um, because that's what we're talking about. You know, everybody ain't going to have a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, most people like me, they started with $5,000 or they got a few thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Um, I asked my inner circle um, at the last meetup, David, in the Dominican. I said, I want everybody to stand up who have $1,000, right? We had 200 people stand up. Don't let that go over your head. There's power in rooms, right? So, you know, um, I said, how many of stand up if you have experience, if you know how to build something, like, you know how to do something in real estate construction wise, all the contractors stood up. I said, do you have $20,000 in your bank account? They said, no. So I said, sit down. So I said, everybody got $20,000 stand up. Everybody stood up. I said, do you know how to do construction? They said, no. I said, okay, sit down. I said, contractors stand up. I said, would you partner with someone and do a cost plus on a job that you have to be able to get into a real estate deal with someone? Cost plus mean they do it at their cost. They don't charge no profit on top. They said, absolutely. I said, everybody stand up if you're looking for a contractor that you want to partner with. You have the money. They have the expertise. And then they made deals happen. Mm. That's how powerful rooms can be. Thepropertychallenge.com. Yes. The property <laughs> yes. All right. Um, T. Yes. I'm excited about this challenge. I'm very excited. The property This is a, the reason y'all see me promote her so much is because it's not just, it's not that um, I'm thinking that she understands real estate. I literally have built out uh, a portfolio with 100% access uh, or 100% um, participation from Terica and her mentorship, her putting it together. I still don't know a whole lot about real estate, but she's you just literally up some numbers. I don't know a whole lot though. Still. I know of course being in the inner circle and around mm-hmm. you, I learn it. I yeah. pick it up, but I'm still not an expert. <laughs> I still don't know the burn method, how to, I don't know how to, all the R's. It's bad mm-hmm. R's that I enjoy. Yes. I don't really, I know podcasting, right? Yes. That's but right. I, I, I truly, am thankful because at least I'm thinking there's two, there's, there's a couple levels, right? You do a job and you make some money, Mm -hmm. which is what most people do. There's another group of people who we don't trade time for dollars, but we still got to do some stuff to not have to trade the time for the dollars. So still essentially I'm a trading time for dollars or I'm trading my brand value for income. Mm-hmm. So every podcast we do, I have to actually do the podcast. I, I can't not do the podcast. It's not like I built a brand and I'll just make the money that I make forever if I just stopped. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. Now, I am grateful because that's better than the first level yeah. of trading time for dollars, go to work, get a paycheck. But there's another level where like truly passive income where you don't have to do all the stuff that you don't want to do or don't desire to do, whether it's social media, posting, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, because when we started working together, she didn't have no big following like that. Mm-hmm. She wasn't, she wasn't like, now she's connecting with celebrities and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Because I, I, I'm active on social and I'm saying, hey, she's amazing, mm-hmm. right? So she's able to, just how you just talked about it, like the contractors, people got yeah. money. I got some sort of social influence where I can like pass that to somebody who knows what they're talking about. And when they actually meet her, she gets them to stay. Yeah, I can bring them, but it's her that gets them to stay and say, I want to do it. Now she, she did a, a deal with B. Simone a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Darius Daniels got um, mm-hmm. a couple dozen property with her and all these different celebrities are now saying, okay, I need someone with expertise. But it started with her helping me first and she understands it. And there's like multiple ways that she can explain it for slow people like me. <laughs> David's really smart. But also, I would say that was... Have I ever asked you the same question like three, four different ways? You had to answer it three, four different ways. I mean, you asked me how many times... What day I was coming out here like 10 times. I kept laughing. Yeah. (laughs) A little slow. (laughs) You can help me. Uh, But now I see the vision, so... Yeah. And and that's the other thing. Like, you know, like you said, like, I didn't have no social media. Like, I I really, like, I'm learning all of this through David, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, and... To be honest, I don't desire to, you know, just be like an influencer or anything like that. But David said, if we can help people along the way, let's do that. And I think that that's what's important is that, you know, we're helping people, really, really helping them get investments, but not just get investments, understand investments. Like the people in our inner circle, watch on Friday when they pull up, ask them what the IRR is, ask them what the COC is, like ask them the mm-hmm. ROI. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, we ain't just talking ROI. Everybody know that, right? Yeah. When we I start talking- up a deal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? When we start talking COC, COCs and IRRs, that's when you know you're in a real real estate program and you're understanding the real information that's being given to you. I love it, man. Listen, do yourself a favor. Join the property challenge.com. This is an official stamp. Y'all ain't never <laughs> seen me like really say, Hey, whatever she's doing, do that. Right. And uh, it's a true cosign. Cause I'm over a hundred units of uh, passive real estate. And um, I'm really, really thankful for it because if y'all ever cancel me, I'm still going to be good. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, all right, y'all. Subscribe to the podcast. Share this with somebody. Go to thepropertychallenge.com. It starts ASAP. Okay, if you're watching this and uh, you go to the website, you if the website is on a wait list, that means the challenge is coming up. But right now, you can go thepropertychallenge.com and get involved right now. All yes. right? Yes. We out here. We out. Peace. Y'all had good questions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.